0: This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 26 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Ellie, good evening. Good evening. Good Good evening, Ellie. Good evening. Um, So uh, we're back. Um, We did one last week. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like we've skipped a week? Or we haven't. Two? It's just
1: been a long week.
0: Yeah, I don't know why. I just I'm like off. I, so for some reason, it seems like last week was longer than it was. But I guess we did do 25. We did. We had a good actually episode 20. No, we didn't. Wasn't that done prior to the Fourth of July?
1: No, it wasn't. Did it was actually st- we talked about the Fourth of July and how you unplugged for it.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, that was it's actually. Been, one of the it's topic. just been a very long week. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just like I'm so out of it. Um. So okay, top <laughs> topics today. Um. We first wanted to talk about actually Ellie, give us an update how's her, how's life going in the real estate world for you
1: um it's going pretty well what you're looking at
0: sorry i'm just
1: ocd Dirt. now yeah <laughs> they're on the table go ahead um it's it's going very well it's actually getting to a point now where time management is a problem for me and not that i can't manage my time but that i just um every single day after work i have showings and we're doing going through reporting so it's uh, just rushing from work to showings and just you A lot
0: know, going on, but it's good. You know my favorite part yesterday was? Was that I was leaving Target and Ellie was walking into Target and we chatted on the sidewalk for about 30 seconds. <laughs> and I go, Ellie, she, she said, I think your first words were, put, put another under contract. And then I go, how many is that? And then <laughs> Ellie stops. Pulls her hand up and starts trying to count on her fingers, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa back up, back no, up!" No, hang
1: on, that's not what happened. You asked how things were, and I said they're going pretty good, and you said, "I heard you put another one under contract. How many is that?" And then I had to think about it because I wasn't sure. But that's it's good three.
0: though. Get to think about it. Yeah. That's, that's a good. That's that's a good. That's a good sign when you have more than one all, or two all hanging out.
1: A whopping three of them. That's all right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> my first year, I sold three. So you were. You are I'm one away. There. You are one away from surpassing me. Um, so no, so the was great. So I just thought that was funny because that was way different <laughs> than if I would have asked you six months ago how you were doing. So that's cool. So that's a good. Good trajectory. <laughs> um, so our topic today is we wanted to talk about a couple things. I first off, I want to we're going to talk about the course a little bit. I know we've talked about the real estate course, but we're going to talk about why. Hi, Jordy. Is it just starting? You just started. You want to get on it?
1: Galen was late.
0: jordy just said she was going 70 and a 55 to get here on time but i was late so now we're late you can hop on jordy if you want are you gonna save your voice for later okay all right sounds good so um we're gonna talk about the course not necessarily the course in general about how i dislike the course but actually it's gonna be kind of piggybacked off that um and we're gonna talk about why that does not prepare you for real estate and then i'm also going to talk about the what we need to do for continuing ed and how that does not also prepare you to be better and how you should actually prepare to be a better realtor instead of doing what New York state tells you. Um, I wonder if New York state's going to ever listen to this and then like send me a fine or something. I don't think that I, would be about podcast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. What, whatever. This isn't we'll, Korea. We'll fight it. Um, so Ellie, you took the course. I took the course. I hate the course. I think mm-hmm. it is absolute, trash i don't think it it helps you one bit with real estate it gives you some lingo i actually get a kick out of all the agents that like know the know everything about new york state real estate backwards and forwards and i'm like listen if i need anything i'm calling mike at the board office usually i'm the one getting written up for a bunch of stuff not because of really breaking laws but bad I,
1: boy of real estate <laughs> but i but i have a lot of
0: i got a lot of a lot of friends that have a big magnifying glass on me at times so that's good so that's a good good time so i've actually i think i've actually had to have like a i'm turning that like into a, like a little side like a little side gig is like
1: don't you have a, like a hater list on your email i do i can't <laughs> wait to pull it out
0: in the future i got a lot of good emails saved but the thing is learning the real estate course i think is total crap because i don't think you need to know Ninety percent of what they teach on the course, mm-hmm. partially because most of it has to do with I said most of it, but there's a good chunk of it that has to do with New York City, and a lot of stuff that would not apply to you know where we sell. So I think geography, just because of the way New York City is set up, it's a, there's a very big contra- uh, contrasting markets. I'm sure that's in, like in most states, but obviously New York City is a very extreme case. So, us learning about New York City, New York City law and, and stuff on a New York State test, I get why it's on there because it's a New York State course, but you, you don't need to know it. And I think you you can probably vouch for this. When you took the course and you came out of the course, and funny is you really had no clue what you were doing, even though you took Not 75 hours of a course. Yeah. So, um, so, I don't want to... We've talked... You can go back to earlier op- episodes of us ripping on the course, but what it to tie this into continuing education is every two years we have to take 22 and a half hours of continuing ed again you can tack that right on with the course i think it's absolutely crap what we have to like research now don't get me wrong i'm sure someone took time and i'm sure there's some good stuff in there but a lot of it is stuff that you can just find in a book about you know you can go literally to a on amazon google or go on amazon and look up like commercial real estate for dummies or real estate for dummies and you pretty much have the book. Like, I mean, so the thing is, how do you actually improve in real estate? Um, So I want to kind of quiz you, Ellie. What would be a couple ideas on how you think you could improve as an agent, meaning you'd still have to take the continuing ed to keep Mm -hmm. your course, but what would you think would be some options to become a better agent, um, legitimately a better agent, like to always improve what you're doing?
1: I mean, with... Um, I guess it's kind of my, the way I try and get better at anything in life is I talk to people who are good at it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think for me, the biggest thing is talking with people who've been doing it for a while, like yourself or other agents who've been doing it for a a long time and who are good at what they do. Um, because for the most part, people are pretty willing to talk about something, especially about themselves because they enjoy that. And I learn things and it's a usually a pretty good conversation. And I, I find that I have learned the most, um, not from classes or books, but from talking to people who live it
0: yeah i think that's number one is i always talk about finding a mentor so like if you're just starting out find a mentor 100 percent. even to this day my mentors and people i talk to are a little bit different because i'm not necessarily talking to them about real estate for, per, per se a lot of it has to do with like running a company hiring um you know leadership management um from people that have either experience in it or have some type of role in management and that's been a That's just a new challenge that I've taken on over the last probably year, year and a half or so, and um, just trying to get better at that because that comes with, oh, I mean, my schedule every day is, I wear a bunch of different hats, and obviously the real estate sales part of it is the big one, but I don't wanna, I mean, I don't know how many hours in a week I, I deal with other stuff not related to my own sales, meaning office stuff, meaning marketing stuff, meaning, training or, or you know meeting with agents about stuff i you know and I, I so i find a lot of it is if you can talk to somebody 100 percent, what would you be your second thing that you think would be a good idea because i my mentoring ship 100 percent is going to get you there the quickest is learning from people directly
1: um i guess it's kind of hard because i feel like everything else like there's a lot of stuff i would clump in second place like podcasts and books and reading about you know biographies of successful people and watching them more just reading about i don't know <laughs> i
0: i think the number i think mentorship is 100 percent listening and, and consuming information so like reading listening to podcasts watching stuff on youtube i've done a lot of that because i, I love think,
1: youtube <laughs> yeah but i think yeah. there's
0: a lot of merit to that and you yeah. can find there's some people that are very smart on there it's kind of like those do-it-yourself people you find you you can find how to you know fix something in your house or make some type of table or or whatever but real estate's the same like you can go on and you can learn cool tips and hints and things like that and i mean i try to do that myself on my my channel from what i know but i watch other people and say oh that's something i never thought about or never came across and um but I also think another thing is staying active, meaning mm-hmm. like you actually, you know, there's so many agents that get their license and they just stall because they just don't do, they do a couple deals here and there, but they don't, they're not very active and they're not really pursuing or trying to get better. So I find there's a lot of people that just kind of get stale and they just stay at a certain level and they get complacent. But I think by actively going and searching out opportunities and, and actively trying to meet people, um, my dad always told me, Especially when he got into the uh, market that he goes activity breeds activity. Meaning mm-hmm. just stay active, talk to people, meet people, you know, pursue or or, or even, uh, you know, pursue opportunities. But also create opportunities just by finding a, you know, finding a, I guess I'm going to say opportunity again. But finding an opportunity either with a person or a situation and then capitalizing on it and finding a way that you maybe I've done that before. I've had some deals where things weren't, you know, just... Maybe things weren't listed or things that I heard about or maybe a situation where I'm like, hey, I wonder if they would actually end up selling. Talk to them. Yeah, sh- actually, we thought about it. Okay, cool. Let's I, put a deal together. And I've, I've done that a few times where those are kind of cool because they're, yeah. like, they're unexpected. But it's the idea that you're always pursuing something. And, you're, and I find by just being um, active and talking to people and, and meeting people and expanding my sphere of people that – I become, I see more situations and become more well-rounded. Yeah. Um, So I think, and the other thing is just showing homes, going on listing appointments, um, you know, writing up contracts, honestly getting, you know, getting rejected, like all that stuff gets you better and better and better. Absolutely. And I think every year, if you're constantly in a mode where you're trying to improve, you're going to improve Mm -hmm. um, just through Sheer will and obviously I think if you just have the mindset of wanting to get better It's very tough to get worse when you're focusing on getting better That's just something I I believe and I don't think you can really It's very tough to get bad at something if you're putting focus into it
1: It's the 1% philosophy that I think I talked with Matt Craig about this in the beginning of the year, and he was talking about people's goals for the year. If you strive to be one percent better every single day, and say you fail for half the year, you're still more than a hundred percent better at the end of the year than you were at the start of it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just trying to do one little thing better each day, and it's that's a very achievable goal to set for yourself.
0: Yeah, and and I think that that could even be talk about like calls each week. Like it might just be making an extra call or making yeah. an, or going to. Like I said, showing up to a networking event that you wanted to blow off or, or, I mean, anything. You take anything that you don't want to do and you take that one extra step and do it. A lot of times that's where you create the opportunity or just getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. I mean, I've done that a bunch too where it's just like, I am not honestly don't know much about it, but let me just dive in head first and figure it out. And I think that's the biggest way for me too because I've had some some things that I had a big... um, opportunity earlier this year that didn't pan out in my favor um which is fine because actually uh i don't want to go into the exact terms of it but um i think i've told you about before but it's just the idea that when that situation arose was i in probably the best position for it no but i didn't just say no i basically said sure because I'll figure it out. There's a will, there's a way. And to be honest, if nothing else, I'll get a great learning experience from it. So um, I'm very big on saying yes to opportunities and and challenging myself. But I think that is the improvement of, I've seen way more now, but the 1% thing that you said before, I think is phenomenal because um, when you talk about setting goals, like when we set goals for you at the beginning of the year and you had. Pretty lofty goals which I would say were bigger than 1% goals yeah (laughs) Uh, and and I kind of came back down and to be honest you're pretty close to what I thought yeah and I was talking to Nicole earlier today about this that you know I'm like well we had a goal for Ellie and she's on her way there and I said you know it's but the difference is you're a little bit over halfway through the year you're about halfway to your goal But the idea is that you're also building momentum. So you started from zero. So we talked about the snowflake analogy. Yeah. The fact that maybe you could end the year, um, you know, between five and eight deals in year one, I'm happy with that, especially with you working a full-time job where you don't have, and it's different than working a full-time job where you have a flexible schedule. Yeah. You don't, you have hours. So your flexibility is very tied into certain time periods. and. So I think that's a difference too versus someone that comes on that has a flexible job that can do appointments during the day or, or maybe take a full day off of that job to work real estate and you don't have that luxury. Um, so I think what you're doing is phenomenal. Um, but it's the 1% is, we talked about like, okay, so say you get your six deals this year. What does next year look like? Are we yeah. gonna, Can we double to get 12? Or is it realistic goal more like nine or 10? Which is not a bad thing. You're still growing. You know I, I mean at that point whatever that ends up being 50% or yeah um, so I still think that's and it's a very achievable goal I do think it's great to have very long-term goals meaning um, kind of what I've set. like my 10th year in real estate is next year and I had a 10 year goal to hit and I'm knocking on the door of that goal but if you expected me to hit that in my by my second year there was no way in hell that was happening yeah but i set a very very we talked about like a um what's it called a slow climb to a distant horizon that's how i picture all my goals meaning it's a marathon not a sprint um so everything that i have planned out is usually years in advance and i just chip away at it it's literally just like i'm gonna cut the tree down and i'm just gonna do it one you know chop at a time and i'm not gonna sit there and you know, try to kill myself to yeah, you know, but that's the, yeah. the analogy. Is, is yeah. slow and steady kind of wins the race and um,
1: be a turtle not a rabbit. It, it, exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: I mean, if you can be a if you can be a turtle that runs a turtle rabbit, rabbit hybrid. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a turtle with a hard shell or a rabbit with a hard shell. But um, no, I think it's good. I think setting goals are good. But it, I think, like you said, always in the theme of the day of the podcast is keep improving. That's important. Um, and the one percent I think is very manageable because it's overwhelming at times when people look at the the, the big end goal project and, they, and it gets freaks them out a little bit. But I think if you break things down into manageable day-to-day tasks that um, is what I try to do, it makes a huge difference. Because I, I think it's one where it's like you take so many, it's like walking or whatever. And you're like, I want to walk across or swim or something. I want to swim across Lake Champlain. All of a sudden you swim, 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 don't look back. And then eventually you're like, oh, I'm tired. And you look back and you're like, holy crap, that's quite a distance. And, that's and then you I, drown. Yeah, and then you drown. <laughs> and, and, and so actually game over. But but it's the, the idea that you're always, if you keep doing the little things, like one more stroke or one more swim, you're going to get closer and closer to your goal. And then when you turn around and look how far you've come, it's almost overwhelming because you're like, oh, I, I wasn't focusing on the past. Yeah. I just kept focusing on the next task at hand. And that's kind of what I've... I've been able to do, and I think you'll be very similar to that. Is that you just keep plugging forward, and then when you can kind of, you know, take a break to turn around and kind of look at where you've come from and where you started and stuff. It's 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 very cool, um, very unbelievable at times, but very cool to look back and kind of give yourself a, a moment to reflect and have satisfaction on it. But but it's quickly followed up with turning and, and keep walking. So um, <laughs> yep. so it's always good. It's always improve, um, Ellie. Anything else you want to add on that topic?
1: No, not really. Okay. You thought about it. So I did.
0: Um, so we're going to start ending the week with, um, an office quote of the week because me and Ellie are office nerds. So Ellie, do you have an office quote of the week?
1: (laughs) Well, from the, I already said it, but I guess it's kind of inappropriate. It's from the episode I just watched before I came here. They're always inappropriate. You can (laughs) go. No, he's in Sesame street. Dumbass.
0: The, the, uh, (laughs) <laughs> the the, uh, the one I was I'm trying to think of one I was watching the other day and oh classic when uh, it was the episode where well I'll say the quote and then I'll tell you the episode when he goes yeah last month Michael complained about a speed bump on the highway I wonder who he hit that time it was the one where he hit Meredith yep. and I just watched it and it was so funny then they did the race for the, the Michael Scott Scranton Pennsylvania whatever Dunder f- Mifflin f- race
1: 5k for, for the <laughs> Five five thousand miles for the run or something like. And yeah, she goes, Michael, five
0: k is three miles. It's not five hundred thousand or five thousand miles. <laughs> and uh, no, that that was a great episode. But yeah, so Michael Scott hit a speed bump, aka person on the highway. <laughs> so that's how we're gonna end it. Uh, so for Ellie and Galen, that is episode twenty six of Realty Talk. See you next week.